grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon. Sunday after Pentecost is found recorded in the book of Exodus, chapter 32, beginning at verse 7. The theme for this worship is in the fact that God is love, and we especially see God's great act of love in his patience, especially with us. The Lord spoke to Moses. Hurry down, because your people whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have quickly turned from the way which I commanded them. They have made a calf for themselves out of metal and have worshipped it. They have sacrificed to it and said, This is your God, Israel, which brought you up out of the land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, I have seen these people and they certainly are a stiff-necked people. So now leave me alone so that my anger can burn hot against them, so that I may consume them and make them into a great nation. Moses begged the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why does your anger burn against your people, whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt, with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say he brought them out for an evil purpose to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn back from your fierce anger and change your mind about inflicting disaster on your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by your own self. You said to them, I will multiply your seed like the stars of the sky, and I will give all this land that I have spoken about to your seed, and they shall inherit it forever. Then the Lord changed his mind from the disaster, which he said he would inflict on his people. This is the word of the Lord. Our second lesson is found recorded in St. Paul's first letter to Timothy, chapter 1, beginning at verse 12. I give thanks to the one who empowered me namely Christ Jesus our Lord, that he treated me as trustworthy, appointing me into his ministry. He did this even though formerly I was a blasphemer, a prosecutor, and a violent man. But I was shown mercy because I acted ignorantly in unbelief. The grace of the Lord overflowed along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. This saying is trustworthy, and worthy of full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But I was shown mercy for this reason, that in me, the worst sinner, Christ Jesus might demonstrate his unlimited patience as an example for those who are going to believe in him, resulting in eternal life. Now to the King eternal, to the immortal, invisible, only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. We read from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, beginning at verse 1. 
All the tax collectors and sinners were coming to Jesus to hear him. But the Pharisees and the experts of the law were complaining. This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. He told them this parable. Which one of you, if you had 100 sheep and lost one of them, would not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one that was lost until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls together his friends and his neighbors, telling them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people who do not need to repent. Or what woman who has ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, would not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it. And when she finds it, she calls together her friends and neighbors and says, Rejoice with me, because I have found the lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is the gospel. Grace and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for consideration is found recorded in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 through 10. I share with you these words once again. All the tax collectors and sinners were coming to Jesus to hear him, but the Pharisees and the experts in the law were complaining. This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. He told them this parable. Which one of you, if you had... 100 sheep and lost one of them would not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one that was lost until he finds it. And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls together his friends and neighbors, telling them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. Or what woman who has 10 silver coins, if she loses one coin, would not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls together her friends and neighbors and says, Rejoice with me, because I have found the lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, for those who are familiar using a computer, has this ever happened to you where you come to hit a keystroke and nothing happens? So the first thing you think of is, well, maybe I didn't hit it hard enough. So this time, you make sure to hit that key stroke, and still, nothing happens. Now, if nothing happens after you hit the key stroke, you would think that, oh, it's not working, correct? And if it's not working, that means I need to do something else. Perhaps maybe restart the computer. Maybe that would fix the problem. But instead, we hit the key again. And then we'll hit it again. It's not working. Maybe if I hit it a fourth time or a fifth time, maybe this will get it to work. 
Maybe by chance it'll figure itself out and work. I'll just hit the key again. And then all of a sudden when you hit the key, you, the computer beeps at you. You froze up the computer. It won't work. And guess what you're doing? Restarting your computer and hoping that's going to fix the problem. When the Pharisees were coming after Jesus, they were like the hitting of that, of that key. They were always constantly pushing Jesus' buttons. These Pharisees, and it wasn't all of them, but these religious leaders, experts in the law, were certainly extremely hateful of Jesus. In fact, Jesus was making his way to Jerusalem, and they were actually delighted. They wanted him to eventually meet in Jerusalem, where they figured that they had an opportunity to capture him and really end him. And the one thing that just irated them the most, the one thing that started off wanting to end his life and to kill him, was the fact that Jesus was healing on the Sabbath. Jesus even said to the Pharisees that he is the Lord of the Sabbath. And they had enough of Jesus. But their constant attacks on him, the constant pushing that button and really pushing Jesus' buttons, were over and over again concerning Jesus welcoming these tax collectors and these sinners, these social outcasts, these irreligious, considered unrighteous people who don't even deserve to go to the temple to worship. These are not the people worthy of heaven, and yet Jesus is eating with them? The very Savior who welcomes them? That was proof right then and there that he could not be the Savior of the world, for the Savior of the world would come for the righteous. The Pharisees were the righteous. They gave 10% of their entire income for the work of the church, the temple. They were known to even say their prayers five times a day without delay. Even if it meant they were in the middle of the street, they would stop to pray and everyone would have to go around them. These were the righteous. These were the ones worthy of salvation. And Jesus, instead, is eating and welcoming sinners. Yes. And every time they came after Jesus, every time they constantly pushed that button, Jesus usually came back with the same format, a parable. That was his teaching tool. That earthly story with a heavenly meaning. A story that they could easily relate to. But revealing God's divine common sense. The very thinking and thoughts of the Lord. And Jesus, with these parables, will answer the question, why does he eat and welcome Sinners. Why does he eat with them? The three parables that Jesus will tell the Pharisees is all deals with loss. We're going to consider the first two of the three. In fact, this is Luke chapter 15, and Luke chapter 15 is known as the lost chapter. Not that we couldn't find it, but all the parables dealing with loss. 
The first one is the lost sheep. That is describing for us how this shepherd had a hundred sheep. I don't know if that was considered a pretty decent size flock. Oh, I would, I would think that it would be. It probably wasn't the biggest of the flocks. It no doubt wasn't the smallest. Having a hundred sheep, the shepherd could have possibly even had hired men to help him. We're not told, but we do know this about the shepherd. The shepherd owns the sheep. And so when one sheep becomes lost, there is no such thing as an acceptable loss. The shepherd knows his sheep. The sheep know his shepherd. When one sheep is lost, he goes after that lost sheep, even leaving behind the 99 in the open country, not for them to be attacked and vulnerable. They're safe but to go after the one who is lost, is vulnerable. Keep in mind, a sheep, sheep do not have sharp teeth. They do not have vicious claws. They're not an animal that has been designed by God to really protect itself or even to attack. It needs help. It needs a shepherd and a shepherd of the sheep goes after that one because he cares. And when he finds that sheep, he puts it on his shoulders, he rejoices, and then he contacts his friends and neighbors so that they too will join in the joy he has that the lost sheep is found. And then we hear of a woman who has ten silver coins the word the, in the original language is pronounced drachma. And drachma is the only time the word is used in the New Testament. A drachma was actually the Roman coin. What we usually hear is the denarius. And a drachma and a denarius were actually very similar coins when it came to value. They were worth both a day's wage. And this woman had 10 of them. Now many commentators will say, well, this is a very, very poor woman. And that's why she's searching for that coin. But if each coin is worth about a day's wages, I wouldn't be so quick to say that this woman is so pitifully poor. But does she consider a lost coin an acceptable loss? She still has got nine others. She still has 90% of them. So if you do lose one, maybe it'll show up someplace, sometime, somewhere. Or maybe it won't. But you still got nine more. But she doesn't take that attitude. She looks for that coin. She searches carefully. She sweeps the house. She goes to the nth degree. And when she finds that coin, she rejoices and contacts her friends and neighbors so that they can join in the joy with her. And then we're told that that's exactly what's happening in heaven with the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Hearing that these friends and neighbors are really the angels, it helps us now to understand who the shepherd and the woman is. This is the Lord God himself. This is the very Savior, the Lord Jesus himself. Keep in mind, 
my friends, that the very Lord Jesus himself does not consider anyone an acceptable loss. Everyone is important. Everyone is precious, including these tax collectors and sinners, especially the tax collectors and sinners. They were the ones that were hearing him and listening to his word. They, many of them were the ones that were repenting of their sins. Yes, the sorrow over sin, and at the heart of that repentance, faith. Faith in the forgiveness of sins that is theirs by the very blood of the Savior who shed that blood on the cross for the sins of the world. But the Pharisees were not the ones listening to him. And they were not the ones repenting. In fact, it was because of unbelief and the hardening of their heart that they continually pushed that button and their attacks on Jesus. And yet, look at the grace and mercy that the Lord would share this parable, especially to the Pharisees. The Lord is reaching out to them, for they too are sinners. They too need a savior. And they're blinded by the fact that they think that they're so good for goodness sake. That's not true at all. Each and every one of us sinful human beings who need a savior. And when it comes to us sinful human beings, isn't it a, isn't it a thing of pure joy to hear that in spite of the fact that we are sinners who deserve condemnation and hell, God sees us as precious souls whom he laid down his life for. He is the shepherd who rescued the sheep or the woman who found the coin. I love this passage because it brings me great comfort to know that in God's eyes, I'm not just a number. I'm not just some statistic. I don't fit into some category when it comes to my personality because I have a lot of traits like others do. And therefore, I fit into these different categories. And then you, therefore, you can have different expectations of me because I, this is who I am. This is who people think I am. When I'm seen as a number on a page, or if I'm treated as just another statistic, that really robs me of my self-esteem, I would think. And yet, my focus is not on my self-esteem. My focus is really on Christ's esteem. I don't focus on self because as I read God's holy word, I have to admit I too am a sinner. But my God sees me as a precious soul whom he gave his life for and paid for those sins in full. My friends, each and every one of you are different. No two people are alike. But one thing we have in common is we have a loving God who sees us as a precious soul who has called us to repentance. In fact, we are so precious in his sight that he spared no effort to rescue. Go back to the, to the shepherd. When the sheep was lost, what did the shepherd do? He went and found it. That sounds like immediately. 
What did the woman do when she lost her coin? She searched carefully and she swept that house. She didn't quit. Her goal was to find that coin. So when I hear of Jesus speaking that the majority of people are going to end up in hell because of unbelief, because they have rejected their Lord and Savior, the very Lord and Savior who gave his life for them, the very Lord and Savior who considers them a precious soul, on the last day they can't blame God for not caring or trying or, or, or not working harder in their lives. People end up in hell because of their unbelief and rejecting the Lord in unbelief. And when it comes to heaven, not one of us can brag and, and boast and praise ourselves that look at all the wonderful things we have done. We too are righteous people like the Pharisees. No, we are sinners. We're going to heaven not because we earned it, but because Jesus won it for us and paid for it in full with his very life. My dear friends, we give God all the credit. Yes, even the faith to believe in him is a gift of God. As the Holy Spirit works through the word, always testifying of Jesus. So, because we know that judgment day could come at any time, we join the shepherd and the woman knowing that it was God who gave us this holy, precious gift of sharing his holy name with others, we do so immediately. We do so not quitting, but persevering. It doesn't matter what the world throws at us and how Satan is working in the world. We continue to preach and teach, holding to that holy word. We join even our church body the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod, who next year is going to start a campaign of 100 churches in 10 years when it comes to missions. Yes, we, we support that. We're going to pray for that. We're going to join in and be in part of that. Why? Because we need to get our numbers up? We're not about numbers, but we are about souls. And knowing that with the start of many churches, we have an opportunity to share the gospel with many souls. Because, my friends, Jesus welcomes sinners. And every sinner is a precious soul. And I'm one of them. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran and its ministry, please check out our website at www.salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.salemevlutheran.org.
L-U-T-H-E-R-A-N dot O-R-G. May God bless you today and every day.